0: I'm double saying. her age. I have nothing to I have nothing in common with this girl at all. And I'm like I'm like, YOLO and she's like, oh god, boomer. Yeah, I'm okay. like, uh, did I say something wrong? <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations. Here, Seriously Pointless Conversations about all your nerdy and, geek, nerdy and geek things across light years, James. Across light years. That's right. <laughs> I know it's a little. It's that was a little uh, hamfisted <laughs> about what we're talking about today, but yeah. So I am joined by the illustrious James again. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderfully. Good. You had a little bit of a hiatus from uh, from us for a little while there because I know uh I did. I I went to Mexico. It was Woo, Mexico. <laughs>
1: that's right. I got drunk on the beach.
0: That's right. That's <laughs> and I would have loved to been there because I've like drinking my ties with you have been great so. Yeah, it been great, that's have that the future plans but yeah so so that's awesome, though. So that's where you've been at. So you've been kind of just taking it easy um, mm-hmm. on, on the beach, drinking Mai Tais with your with your lovely wife and family. Mm-hmm. So have you been – did you get any time to really watch anything or play anything at all over your vacation? Um, I have
1: been going through some of the spring anime. There you go. Uh,
0: some of the things we
1: talked about in the anime we were looking forward to has come up, yep. and the dubs are starting to pour in. And, oh, I'm encouraged yes. to see that Funimation is kind of keeping up for right now. So hopefully –
0: I think they probably had like a maybe a backlog somewhere, probably. The are getting a <laughs> little bit better. I'll say
1: the uh the anime about like I'm a spider now, so what is <laughs> better than expected. Really? It's not, you know, the slime show good, but it's it's okay. better than expected. I thought it was gonna be a terrible ripoff, but it's actually
0: something. And I said bad. I don't know if you've noticed that. I I powered through because so we share mm-hmm. a Funimation account. And I I've totally Rip off James, and I watched... I don't know if you've noticed. I was watching. I've literally powered through the slide through like
1: two seasons already. (laughs) Already, and I
0: started doing Doctor Stone too. So Doctor Stone is great. I'm loving. If you guys, so if you guys are unfamiliar with Doctor Stone, you guys need to go out and check it out. It's it's great. Think of super technological guy. Technological guy gets uh, basically a million
1: percent chance you'll enjoy this show.
0: That's. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, so he gets thrown back into like Stone Age technology, basically, and he has to work his way up and basically teach people uh, how all the things work. And It's really fun to watch, but it's kind of like it, they just came up with a second season. If you guys haven't watched it, that's a very, very rough <laughs> synopsis of it, but it's we'll really do an episode on that it's sometimes. really fun. It's probably one of my favorite animes that they've come out with so far. Um, next to uh, the slime, which the slime is kind of like gone off the rails a little bit. <laughs> I feel like towards the end of the season.
1: I mean, have you gotten to where he plays like university professor for a while?
0: Yes. Right? I'm like, what, what in God's name is going on here? I was just like, you can tell the writer was just like, eh, he's going to be a university professor. And I'm like, I get, this is all satirical, but I'm like, the. Eh. That's insane, man. That's
1: how light novels are, though. I mean, it's, this was a light novel anime, and it kind of shows once you know what to look oh for. Oh, my
0: God. It really was. Yeah. So it's, it's fun, though. I, I like that he's going back. I kind of started season two. And he's going back mm-hmm. to go. He's going back to the village finally. Which I'm. I'm all about that world building. I like the fact that he's like building a town. Wow. It's, it's very uh, Nino Kuni reminiscent a little bit. Yeah, kind of. of so. I I'm enjoying it. So
1: if you want something a little more shown in uh, VRV, has Jujutsu Kaisen, which is actually pretty decent.
0: I might. I have to finish up. So I have to. I just got to the festival portion of My Hero Academia, and I just I just watched it. I have to, there's a ton of stuff after that. So I have to, I have to finish that. It's like, a I have like 25 episodes <laughs> to watch <laughs> on that. So my plan is while I'm like at home here and I'm doing like, I'm just running in place. I literally, I do, if I do like an episode of of cardio is what I do. I just sit there and I watch it. So it keeps wow. my attention. I don't pay attention to that. My legs hurt. So... <laughs> That's my, that's my cardio plan um,
1: another thing is that as of the time of recording this uh binding Bicycle repentance just came out
0: hola I played
1: a few hours of that I managed to slip some time in between there you go. and it's hard is it it's well it's I don't think it's harder than normalized it mm-hmm. was it's just it's new like a lot of the animations have been subtly tweaked you mm-hmm. know the monsters have all been rebalanced and then there's new monsters too and so
0: Heck yeah
1: my muscle memory kind of works against me a little bit. And, <laughs> I've been dying in the first couple floors again. It's been a long time since that's happened. I said,
0: when did when did you last play, Isaac?
1: <sighs> Wintered. I think before we got into Hades. So, yeah. like November, December.
0: It's probably about when I, I was. I tend to yeah. play
1: it for a few months at a time, and then I'll stop for a while and come back to it.
0: Okay, well, because a lot of times, that's usually when they throw out a patch or something like that. Yeah. It's, and usually it has a little something new in there. But, yeah, that's that's kind of where I was with that. I'm, I'm really wanting to get it. Um, I have to kind of put it on the back burner because I did – just pick up two Switch games. I got mm-hmm. Mar- Super Mario, uh, Super Mario 3D World uh, mm-hmm. plus Bowser's Fury. It's the what, it's is that
1: r- worth picking up. I've been mean, eyeballing that
0: one. So I'm almost done with it. I will let you borrow it because it is phenomenal. And you got it on the disc. I got I got it on a, a cartridge. Yeah, oh, sweet. That won't bite off. yeah, and then I also got uh, Hyrule Warriors, which that I want to play. Oh stop! Why is that face, guys? He just made an awful face. Like he's not like into it. I guess I
1: didn't like Dynasty Warriors back in the day. Okay, it just looks like Dynasty Warriors with. Blaine.
0: Well, fine then. I'm gonna play it by myself, and I'm gonna enjoy yeah. it. If
1: it's good, let me know, and I'll
0: play it. If not, I'll let I you borrow it anyways, and you can at least tell me whether or not you like it, and you don't okay, have to play I it. Do that. I mean, I it's it's on out. a card. I'll choose. So, okay, <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 kind of what I've been playing a lot. I've been playing that. And I also picked up. So I got Game Pass off of Xbox. As nice. I, I played, uh, I played, uh, what did I play? Plague, and a tale, a plague a plague's tale of Innocence. Mm-hmm. It's actually really fun. It's a really kind of a, it's more of a, um, kind of a stealthy game. It's, okay. it's fun. It was fun. It's very more narrative driven. I like that a lot. We can talk about that one later too. And mm-hmm. then what else did I play? Started playing Torchlight 3. Three? Because it's on there. And I was like, it's free. I'm going to try it. And I actually started getting back into it. It's scratching that Diablo itch. That I really wanted uh,
1: mentioning that Diablo yeah. 2, like Rebirth or Remade, yeah. whatever it is. What are you thinking about that? So, following some of the news about
0: a, a little bit. So, I saw that they've retext I have only noticed that they really what Blizzard has been kicking out, which is all pretty much just positive stuff. Which it's Blizzard, and they're gonna try and throw out positive stuff. I haven't seen any people like doing any reactions to it. What what have you seen?
1: It's not sure what all is going to happen yet. The, mm-hmm. the graphical repatch that they showed is obviously happening. Yeah. I don't know if you got one, but they sent out an email like survey to a bunch of Blizzard people. Mm-hmm. So I, I got one and about half the survey was about the Diablo 2 and about half of it was about Burning Crusade Classic. Mm-hmm. And it was questions about, like, you know, would you want changes, would you want balances, do you want a bigger stash, you know, all mm-hmm. these different things. So, I don't know that they've quite decided what to do yet. I think <sighs> I think the stash is going to be a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. They promised there is going to be a way to trade items with yourself without having to, like, you know, make an empty world and hope no one else jumps in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We've never done that, ever.
1: <laughs> so... uh but it's not clear what exactly is going to happen. And Sounds, the online community is very split between people who want like a full rebalance. Like, you know, let's make mm-hmm. Diablo two, you know, patch 1.13 or people yeah. who'd want to just have Diablo two, but with better graphics.
0: So I would rather I'm on the other side. I'm the, on the I'm on the, 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 the prior. So like what I talk, you're saying is I would like to see a rebalance and kind of a little bit of a difference mm-hmm. because if you're just going to reskin somebody, reskin something you don't need to have that price point on it it would be if it was lower if it's like 30 25 bucks Mm -hmm. i would be okay with it being a reskin and just going with it there yeah but if you're gonna if you're going to charge i believe it was 60 probably full price they're gonna charge 60 dollars for it they're going you're gonna have to do a respec and a rebalance and throw some new new niceties and some better ui in there in my opinion yeah so and if they're not willing to do that, I think they're going to lose a lot of people that are on board of this right now. That's just me, though. And, and we'll see. And uh, I think
1: even if they don't rebalance the skills and stuff, if they just do some quality of life changes, that mm-hmm. would be a big difference. Well if like, like yeah. got a revamp, if the multiplayer joining systems got mm-hmm. reworked, if, if things just ran smoother, that would help a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well like i said it's a, hopefully they take some of those survey questions I mean, to, to this will
1: probably make me a heretic but you know if if i would even like them to have like this plug Y added to the game
0: i would like, be down like, with that too honestly yeah, a
1: shared stash amongst all your yep. characters now admittedly i usually play single player yeah or sing or you know land multiplayer i was never like about that that player so
0: we i mean we from, did it We did. Us, you having
1: yeah being able to store these rare items that you weren't going to see again was important because you're playing single player.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: you yeah. May, you may never see that drop again.
0: No, no, not. I mean, there's no
1: one else to trade with, so I would like to have that for single player, at least I know for Battle of the that probably won't work,
0: but. Well, we'll see. I don't know if they'll be able to do it, but like I said, I I, I know we did do a little bit of Battle of the a few times, but we, like you said, it mostly was just us playing by ourselves mostly. Mm-hmm. Which I would be interested to see because I kinda wanna see if we can get Zack and Tara involved in it. I know Zach would probably be able to wanna play it. Exactly be down for it. Zach would definitely be down with it. It might just be a guys only game, but I don't know. Because Kelly Kelly never really played Diablo two at all, did no, she? No, she
1: did Diablo three with me a little bit, but Yeah. I don't know. Diablo three just didn't do it
0: for me. It definitely didn't do it for it's me, me though either. So I yeah, yeah.
1: despite being superficially similar, it's just not the same
0: game. No, it's not. It's very much more it's way more loot heavy and way more grindy. It definitely, I don't know. It just didn't feel like the same.
1: Well, it's like there's no like talent points. There's no skill yeah. points. You just kind of get these modifiers and you just get yeah. a few skills. And like everything well, is so, so open-ended like, and balanced. Like there's no like...
0: Builds to it, yeah, and it's weird. So, like, in the way, kind of like going off that a little bit, I started playing it again. And then I, I built, I made a, a crusader. This is probably about a month and a half back, mm-hmm. whenever I was on nights. I started playing it again, and that's the same kind of feel like you said. I, I had of that, is I was like, Well, what's the real point of this? Like, yeah, I have these stones that increase, you know, my certain talents or do certain things, and I'm like, I don't really, doesn't really matter.
1: You didn't have, like, an identity, because, like, when we played, it's yeah. like, I'm a frozen orb sorceress, or I'm a hammer paladin.
0: Yeah, and you and you have to, like, look... You have kind to of specialize and yeah, make a build. And you have to look at your skills ahead of time to say, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to put X amount of points as this, mm-hmm. and X point of points in this to, to augment different skills. And this, it's literally like, it's like a shotgun. You just, yeah, like and this, when, whatever, uh, you when know?
1: When Patch 1.10 came out and added the synergies to the skills, it was even better. I yeah. Mean, I don't Tom know. doesn't have that feel.
0: No, it definitely that. does. It definitely has that story feel into it, which they did fine with that, but it's like I said, I just, I'm super hesitant with it. It's just, I mean, I'm, that's why I'm a little hesitant with the when when they, since they announced, you know, basically Diablo, Diablo 4. 4. It definitely has the feel of Diablo 2, but at the same time, it's just like they haven't shown a lot of the skill tree all that much in this, and the, and the UI all that much. They've done yeah. a little bit of, they did it They did it with the, was it the assassin character that they had there, or whatever they, I can't remember, the ranger.
1: Yeah, or maybe the barbarian or something. I I remember the picture of, like, the tree and the roots. Yeah. And it's all very early, I think.
0: So, that's kind of why I'm hoping they keep that style and they keep it true to kind of, like, Diablo 2-esque a little bit, but. But yeah, we'll yeah. S- we'll see. So, but yeah, talking about like I said, we kind of like went down a Diablo went hole down there. Rabbit hole. That's okay. But
1: so, on, on to the main topic.
0: So the main topic, talking about kind of going off of our so, uh, Binding of Isaac, that yeah. roguelike feel we were really so, hoping for. We're gonna be talking about uh, FTL or Faster Than Light, which is a top-down, um, uh, real-time roguelike strategy game. A real top sorry, top top roguelike, yeah, roguelike game. Um, so, do you want to give a, a brief synopsis about what the game is about, James? Sure.
1: Uh, well, like David was saying, faster than light is—it's a top-down game. You're essentially playing the role of like a starship captain. Yep. So you are like Captain
0: Picard. That's right. You are. You
1: have a ship that you start out in, and the general thrust of the game is that you are a rebel ship, and you're trying to outrun the imperial fleet who is chasing you down, and mm-hmm you're trying to stay ahead of them as you move through star systems towards your eventual goal and eventually the showdown with the the flagship of the fleet.
0: The big boy. The big boy. The big daddy, as it were.
1: And so what you have to do this with is you have your ship and they have crew. Mm -hmm. And the ship has a number of stations. And so what you can do is you can command your crew to go work at different stations. And if they're working at the station it gets a bonus so uh-huh. like if there's someone manning the guns the guns are more accurate and fire faster yep. and what you also do is you can control which systems are powered up and turned on and which ones aren't yep. so you can put more power in the shields you can pull power out of the shields and put it in the guns you can control the doors and stuff on the ship of thing.
0: <laughs> to great effect my, to my, way, fact, which my way. Way. <laughs> we will talk about that a little more in depth in here These just the doors a bit, and yeah. the
1: airlocks are the ultimate weapon that's right you <laughs> don't really, really
0: need shields <laughs> you can but you can kill almost anything if you've ever
1: done like a no shield stealth ship run it's hard <laughs> it's
0: yeah it's extremely it's hard. hard yeah so that's that's one of the great things i love about this game um and so let's go a little background on it before we we delve deep into it so faster than light is actually uh an indie game that was developed by subset games um and it was released for microsoft mac and linux in september of 2012 And so, like you said, it's the player controls a crew of a single space uh, spacecraft, um, and you basically move around and you try to uh, you you control these different systems, and you're basically trying to get to the end uh, of the uh, game through different systems and fight the big baddie at the very end, right? Mm -hmm. So, one of the really cool things about this game was whenever these guys were looking at this, they have you can tell right off the bat playing it, it's it's literally like the top you see it's it's all top down so you can see your spaceship mm-hmm. and you see basically like it's cookie cutter and it looks tabletop that's that's where yeah. they get a lot of their their um their ideas and design for it, which is it's very it kind of feels like insane. a cross
1: between like a tabletop starship game mm-hmm. and something like Zork like a an old text game
0: kind of yeah
1: because you kind of go between those two modes of gameplay yeah. where you're picking a planet and you get a prompt yeah. And then you're doing fights and it's yeah. more
0: like a top down. And you get those here. you get those questions like what do you like, what do you want to do here? It's just like I wanna send my crew down there and your crew and your red shirt dies.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, like you encounter a ship hailing, you know, a distress beacon. Yeah. The ship is on fire.
0: What do you do? do you want to
1: A, leave it to his fate, you know, B send down your crew to rescue or yeah. you know, C you shoot it down before they can get close to you.
0: Yeah. And so you get all these, and then, of course, each way, each time you react to that, you get different results, you know, it's like... Because
1: each choice, is, it's not the same thing, it's a random chance. And so, yep. like, if you leave the ship alone, there's a small chance it'll attack you while it's on fire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you send a crewman
1: down, there's a pretty good chance the crewman will die, but you might rescue someone and get a new crewman. Yeah. Or every once in a while, they have these blue options, which are unlocked by having, like, the right key to the puzzle. So, yeah. if you have a rock spaceman in your group... Mm-hmm. He's immune to fire, so he can just go put out the fire.
0: Yeah, and possibly save the people. And then you have... And then you, they, they get, might
1: give you a gun, they might give you some money, yeah. or maybe they just say, thanks, you're a great guy, and you get nothing.
0: I mean, it you're like, on and yay, my <laughs> heart grew three sizes that day. It's like, you know there's a war on, right? <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, we got we got stuff we got to do with it. So. But yeah, that's... And so going off that, they, they used this idea of... Um, they actually took a lot of inspiration from... Uh, Battlestar Galactica, the tabletop game, okay. from what I've gathered. And if you look at ta- if you've looked it up, I don't know if you looked at it at all, but uh-huh. it's it's literally the same concept. You, it's the 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 board. So in 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 the Battlestar Galactica game, uh-huh. you it's it's set up. You see, it's all top down, and you have the character, the main characters, like you have you have um, uh, Starbuck and all these, you know, Captain Adama. I don't know if you ever watched it at all. A little bit, yeah. It's it's phenomenal. The new series is great. So, anyways, um. Mm-hmm but the whole time you have these, these characters that move around the ship on their own, like you roll to move them mm-hmm. and you have to basically figure out who's a Cylon, who's not and all that stuff. Okay. And so you can kind of see where they get the concept, like, Oh, like this is a really cool concept, but they added a few other little things in there. Like, so instead of it being, um, who you have to figure out who the, the bad guy is on your ship, it's, you have a group of guys on your ship trying to get to an end goal. Well, it's all real time and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but they they came up with this idea and it was actually um just two guys, two guys that that made this essentially wow. came up started this game. Um I'm trying to remember their names. Um, but they 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 came up with this idea and they put a uh they never think they were trying to figure out we well, you know what whether or not they're gonna like how do we how do we go do we do we go self-funded or do we try and go was Kickstarter and said or do we go with Kickstarter? Well, these guys that started the game, they basically had, like I said, they, they have this, let me pull it up so if I can find it. Um, okay. So I apologize. It was, it's their, uh, Matthew Davis and Justin M. Both are the two guys. So they actually used to be uh, employed with 2K games uh, mm-hmm. over Shanghai. So, so these guys had a develop, a game development, um, you know, background, obviously, but they they decided whenever they they left you know two k in in twenty eleven, they were like, "Hey, you know, what do we wanna do with this?" And they they basically said, "Well, we can't afford to, you know make this on our own without a little bit of income, like most game developers. Um they've actually they were, and they they kind of were the first ones to kind of implement this. They basically said, "Well, what do we want to how are we gonna fund this?" And there's this new thing called Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. It was mainly, geared towards, like, film and books and things like that a little bit. This is one of the first games to, like, be a Kickstarter game that yeah. actually... Took off. Actually
1: happened, and it was actually good.
0: And so, yeah, like you said... So
1: We've talked about Hollow Knight and stuff like that before. Yeah. This was before that.
0: Yeah. Way before, so... And, and unfortunately, the few games that did come before it, or before 2012 or 2011, never really came to fruition. A lot of them didn't. Well, like,
1: infamously, like, the August Cast game?
0: Yes. It, uh, it, yeah, basically... Took people's money and ran essentially. Like the
1: Unforgotten Realms game never happened. Uh <sighs> yeah, there's some the, other ones that leave holes in our hearts. I, mean.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but I mean there's so many that I like I remember looking at and thinking, I'm like, that'd be really great to, you know, put some money towards. But me being a, you know, a poor college student at the time, I was just like, I can't really afford to do that, you know. Oh yeah,
1: Peter Molyneux's goddess, I don't think that one ever showed
0: up. Don't get me Got started about Peter bank. Molyneux. That's does <laughs> <sighs> he's a little toxic, in my opinion. So yeah, yeah. I've let him own, so. I
1: would say he peaked with Populous way back for the SDS, and he's been kind of riding that success since then.
0: I mean, can you is, blame him? Which I mean, is harsh, but you know, I mean, it's kind of like the Beatles a little bit. So, but anyways, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a whole other. <laughs> I, that's fine with me. That's, I love them to death, but I think they kind of re- the rode on their laurels a little bit. They've written certain people have written on their laurels for a while. So okay, so getting even more off topic now. Yeah, my favorite,
1: one of my favorite anime music videos of all time.
0: Where, where did you tell me the connection here? It's, okay, it's a Beatles song. <laughs> okay, so, okay. <laughs>
1: someone did "Nowhere Man" and they did a dry Ooh. gun with fashion stampede like wandering around, and it actually really, really works with his character.
0: That sounds really cool actually. Yeah. I'd like so it was a nice little uh, AMV so that would be yeah, kind of cool. So that'd be cool, yeah. Sorry, you kids out there? It's anime music video, which was definitely like a thing back in the day. I don't know if it still is all that much, but I'm sure people still do. That don't. was serious
1: currency in the '90s.
0: Absolutely. I
1: mean, people would make their own web pages, like Temple of Trunks, I think, for
0: TPC. Yes. No, oh my god. That would get really old.
1: School. Yeah,
0: talk about. So, give a, I'm going to give a shout out to my buddies, uh, uh, Cole and uh, Tim. They actually try to make a couple on their days, and yeah, it's it's difficult. it's, it's <laughs> legit hard, especially with the technology he had back in the day too. So. But anyways, so <laughs> without going deep into the, the Beatles hate that we're going to get probably later. So obviously they, they took all this inspiration from these tabletop games and they, they actually were pleasantly surprised that uh, the success uh, uh, of the funding, you know, just skyrocketed. You know, they were just like, wow, OK, this is phenomenal. But the whole kind of concept that they, they, they kind of went with eventually they developed this whole thing is they wanted to have this. Impending doom, kind of idea, um, almost kind of like a pandemic, a little bit. The board game pandemic, yeah. um, where you you have this pressure to get get to a certain position and try and, and go they, out and beat it. Did that
1: very well like yeah. in the game as you move through the star systems. Like you start on the left side of the screen at the beginning of the sector, mm-hmm. and as you can see on the right side of the screen. The sector doesn't get revealed until you like you move through it. you yeah. discover it's kind a of hazy yeah, as yeah. you go, and you can get like radar upgrades to see further along. Yeah. but you can see the exit point for the where you can jump to the next sector. But every turn you spend in the sector, you see the rebel. The um, sorry, the like big alliance. The, yeah. it was the rebel fleet. Yeah, the rebel fleet catches okay, yeah. up with you.
0: Yeah, you have the you have that little buffer zone that you see. It's like a little like checkered red. It's like an
1: orange wave that just comes across yeah. the map, and then if you are. Back in any area controlled by that, you have to fight extra rebel ships that are trying to catch up to you, yep. and they are very difficult.
0: Yes, and it's also kind of so that when you get into that zone, it's kind of like you kind of have to start to outweigh your 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 um your the pros and the cons. Are like, do I how far do I want to stretch my luck?
1: Well, it's like because if I if I don't push it a little bit and gain some extra resources you're going to lose at the end.
0: You are severely yeah. underpowered at the end, yeah. yeah it's like you need, if you just go straight mad dash to the end of the sector, you're just you'll gonna never win. You, no. you need the extra power
1: that comes from having some luck. And that means you have to go to lots of planets. Like mm-hmm. right, so how many places can I visit before I'm out of time <laughs> in each sector?
0: And sometimes it gets a little hairy. Like you're like, you know, can I can I how far do I like? He said, "I was like, how far do I want to push my luck?" And there's a couple of them. that's like, oh, I just figured out the the I, can, I just got the the thing to finish this quest, but the the quest giver is all the way back at the very beginning it's of like, the solar system. Yeah. Do I want to push it? Do I want to push
1: it? Well, and there's the double thing too is that once the rebel fleet shows up, they override whatever event was at that place yep. before, and so you got to get back to that quest giver before exactly. It shows
0: up. It's a lot of time management. A lot of it's like, uh, can I
1: make it to the shop one more time before yep. I
0: have to jump? And so, like I said, that's why it's very reminiscent of things of like pandemic, where it's like, do I, you know, am I going to try and build a, a a research center here, or am I just going to try and contain this outbreak over here and things like that? It's very, it feels very reminiscent of that. So I need my
1: clothing bay. <laughs> I need my
0: hacking module. So, those are some really awesome. So, let's. I know we are talking about the outlay of it. So, obviously, you get all these different things with your, with, as you go through the solar systems and you can pick up different things. So, let's talk about the spaceship. They, the main thing that you deal with the majority of the time, which is your, your spaceship overlay. Um, let's talk about that. Just give me a brief overview. So, you
1: you have a ship and you can unlock bigger and better or different types of ships as you go, but. Mm -hmm. Your basic ship is, like, this little top-down striker. It has rooms. Like, every ship has, well, almost every ship has a shield module. Almost all of them have a weapons module. They have a piloting room. They have either, like, a med bay or a cloning bay. Mm -hmm. And they've got, like, an oxygen room. Yep. And then, depending on the ships, they start with different amounts of power. They have different amounts of shields. Yep. And they have different amounts of open slots for more modules, yep. which you can purchase or
0: find and as actu- you go along. And actually, even going a little bit, just a little bit further with that, depending on which ship you start with, you have different types of crew members that you start with. Correct. So, and it, and crew it, members it, are different
1: races. Like yeah, humans are your kind of balanced ones. Like the rock guys are immune to fire, but they move slow. Yes. The mantises have low health, but they do tons of damage.
0: Yep. And then you actually have, uh, the I think there's
1: guys who are weak, but are good at computing. There,
0: there's also like, like, uh, uh androids or aren't there? Or yeah, that's from the, uh, the advanced edition, the okay. special
1: one, which is, I got into the game right when that was coming out. And those guys are even better because they suck the air out of the room they're standing.
0: That's in. right. They do. They don't need oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's one of those great things is like, it, that it has different types of, of uh, uh, systems and different types of uh, races that you can use to try and you you know do different gameplay styles, right? Like kind of like you were saying with the with the with the no shield stealth mission, you know, <laughs> run. They you can there are people that are out there like they they come up with these things and they say, you know, how hard or what angle do I want to try and do? I want to go with like a straight you know normal run where I'm humans and I literally just try to see how many how how far like how how high can I push my my shields and how like. How heavy can I make my guns? Essentially, it's what well, you end yeah, up doing. And that's
1: kind of your basic run: is
0: yeah,
1: upgrade the shields, upgrade your weapons, yep. and then try to just blast the other guy to smithereens as
0: fast as possible. And it, it, unfortunately, sometimes that it doesn't always run. But then you get to other things where it's like, um, what was the one where it's the? Um, it's more of a mantis uh, ship. It's more of a the mantis
1: ship has the teleporting module. That's it. That.
0: That's why I thought. Yeah, I could what you remember. do
1: is you you teleport into the enemy ship and yeah. just try to kill them all
0: as fast as possible. Yes, yeah, so I remember. uh yeah. I totally forgot. I, I see. I only got about. Especially the
1: Mantis ship B, I think, because it has the cloning yeah. bay instead of the med bay, which yeah. is even better because then you have suicide teleporters. Yep.
0: So that's I, think that's I think that's about as far as I got. So I only unlocked like three or four of the ships. Oh, so man, you missed out on some of the I so that I said, man, it just really I had a little bit of a hard time. So. I know. Let, let's let's backtrack a little bit. So let's do this. When did so you kind of touched on it a little bit. When did you get into it? When did you find this? I
1: found it right when the advanced edition came
0: out. Okay, so that's when they
1: had like a big spike of popularity on
0: Steam. Do you remember when that was? It was like 2014, through, um, maybe 2015, something like that. I, n- I know it was I like I was a, in med school still. Yes, yeah, because so I remember that was about when I was. Because I remember I think I just I just married Jackie. Yeah, right around that time and. I remember picking it up because we were living in, in up and around St. Louis for a little bit. And I think you actually suggested this to me. And I think that's yeah. when I, so I got it about the same time you did. Yeah. It, I remember, I remember kind of, I don't know how you felt about it, but whenever I started, first started playing it, I was like, Oh, this is great. This is fun. And I played it on easy initially. Mm-hmm. And like, but it seemed like every time, like i try to go from like either normal to hard, there was a substantial jump in like difficulty. For me, at least.
1: Yeah, and I did I did do hard mode because you had to do it to unlock some of the ships. Yeah. And the difference is, the big, main difference is that it gives out a lot less scrap rewards. Yeah. And so you have a lot less money to spend on things. You have to really maximize your benefits of yeah. traveling through systems. And you have to really minimize the amount of damage you're taking while you're fighting. Because spending scrap to heal yourself is just an endless pit.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of what those one of those things is. I kind of ran into. I think that's what kind of really turned me off of it initially. Um, Probably after about say a year playing Mm -hmm. it. Probably I think that's what it was. I've come back to it every once in a while. Like I think they released one. I think they released it for several different uh, systems. I think they released it for free on Xbox and PS uh, PS4. I think when it came out. I Um, think on
1: PC. I've been told the the tablet version is really really yes. quality release, and if if I was starting it fresh, I would probably buy the tablet one because it, it's really, I mean it's just really well suited to that type of interface.
0: I mean that's kind of what I said. It's it just 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 the setup and the way it looks. It, it kind of reminded me like nowadays, you know, back when we were playing it, it just it that was kind of like the era of when like cell phone games or tablet games are really getting big Mm -hmm. at that point. Something that's, that's easily accessible for people that are like that. But nowadays it's just everywhere. And that makes sense that that would be a great platform for it to be on, especially for like somebody that's just trying to burn some time, like an airport or something like that, you know, and you're just sitting there or you're on the airplane or whatever it is, you know, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be a huge time waste, but like, I still like it a lot on the PC because I don't know about you because we're, we're definitely old school, you know, PC master race guys. <laughs> so yeah. we just like to point and click a little bit, you know, and <laughs> with that mouse and it's, it's fun. So, and that's literally all you have to have, you know, you need, you need your mouse and the space bar essentially. And, that's the, it. and yeah. I mean, if you want to go really nitty gritty into it, you can usually, you can go with like the numbers for like the different weapons and things like that to make them run and things like that. No. But I mean, you don't really even need those. And so it's a you know, super it's, simplistic system. You can
1: pause in combat and stop and think. So
0: That's one of those nice things about it. Which is a
1: nice feature. And it also means it's it's good because you can get up and walk away if you need to.
0: Yeah, and just think about it a little bit. So, And that's one of those things. That's why it, it definitely feels a lot more reminiscent of the board game a little bit. It
1: has a thinking feel to it. You're yeah. not you don't feel like you're being pressured to take action. It doesn't have like, yeah. an action game feel. It has more of a strategy type feel. Yeah.
0: Which would, but, but still, like I said, it still, it has a nice, but it's not
1: turn based.
0: No, it's definitely not. So that's why I said it has that nice balance of like real, real time, uh, action where you're, you're going through if you're fighting, but you can pause. And like you said, you can think about what you're doing and say, okay, this is the pattern they've been, they've been going with. This is what I need to do X, Y, and Z. So I don't die
1: you can unleash the ultimate move.
0: What's the yeah. ultimate move? The ultimate
1: move is to open all the airlocks in the ship and <laughs> the entire crew hide in the med bay.
0: <laughs> That's right, and suckers. If you, if you've
1: paid for the door upgrade, which should be the first upgrade you buy.
0: Always. Then, Always.
1: Then everyone else will hopefully suffocate to death before they get to you. That's right. And if they do still reach you, then your crew will be healed by the med bay because you're fighting inside the
0: med That's bay. That's right. <laughs> I, if I might have done that a few times. Absolutely. It's yeah, it definitely works, and that's that's a great. Unless you're fighting one of the the automated uh, defense drones yeah, or like whatever. For
1: teleporting crew, for teleporting fights, that's how you defend
0: yep, yourself. Yep, that's exactly how you defend yourself. It's so let's kind of go over that a little bit. So like <laughs> the different strategies you have for fighting things. So
1: my preferred game is to get up to two shields as quickly as possible. Yeah, it 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 did that a little while ago. We got about twenty more minutes to go. Okay.
0: That's fine. Okay. Tiny little tiny little break.
1: Anyway, my preferred strategy is to get up to two shields as quickly as possible. That's a huge advantage and it keeps you from taking a ton of damage early Mm -hmm. on when your opponents have one Mm gun. And then I prefer to combo A laser, some type of multi-shooting laser that is just going to knock down the shields with Mm -hmm. something bigger. I like beam weapons because you can use them to carve up a ship. And if you place them carefully, you can do tons of damage. Yes. Um, Towards the late game, if you can get, I prefer a hacking module over drones. Yeah. Mostly because when you get to the last fight, using drones on the rebel ship is pretty hard, but the hacking module works really well. Mm Mm-hmm especially to take out like their stealth or their drones. It's really helpful.
0: Super helpful. So I, I kind of play the same way a little bit. Um,
1: I don't usually do missiles.
0: Well, it's the thing is with the, missiles, it's a finite thing and you're constantly having to buy them. Unless
1: you're playing the rock cruiser or you get like the missile. duplicator Upgrade or something.
0: Which that's, that's so much further down the line on your weapon systems. And you have to buy that too on top of it. So it's,
1: it also it's not very power intensive because the one yeah. thing I mentioned yet yeah, is every gun, every system requires power. Yep. You upgrade your ship's power core, but then you have to like allocate it. And so your big fancy flat cannon might take three or four bars of energy, yep. which could run two layers of shields. Yes. And so you have to really prioritize one. Are you going to dump all of your money into power so you can keep everything powered up? Or are you going to try and allocate things as you need it? Like, does your med bay really need to be turned on when you're not using
0: it? Yeah, like 24 seven, it's just like Probably yeah, not. not really. It's just like also, it's like other things is like, do you need to have a guy sitting on at, in the uh, in the uh, commander spot or the piloting spot, you know, all the time? And like yeah, yeah, you do because it helps you evade you know incoming attacks and things like that. In my opinion, at He's least, you can't evade
1: it all without someone in the spot, so you definitely.
0: So That's exactly what I was saying. It will,
1: will always get hit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, so well, it's also then something that says, do I need somebody in the engine spot, or do you need somebody in the oxygen spot? You know, you don't really need somebody in the in the uh, in the environmental uh, compartment unless there's no. like unless there's a crack there, but you have to heal. And it's like, otherwise, you're all going to suffocate and die to death. But anyways, it's a whole other ball of wax. So. Yeah,
1: it's, it, it, there's a lot of ways to play the game. Yeah. Uh, I've done runs with the fire bombs and light mm-hmm. people's ships on fire. Yes. If you pay that with fireproof crew to teleport in, it can be really fun. (laughs) Teleporting runs are great. I I love running the teleporting ships.
0: So I love, I love, I did like, so I kind of started to kind of dip my toe in that a little bit because it was the Mantis ship. I think one of the Mantis ships was the last, was one of the last ships I unlocked. Mm -hmm. And I kind of started doing the, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the teleport the invasion teleporter it's kind of mm-hmm. what i call it and and i started to really like it but i noticed it wasn't like really doable in game it was it, you can you can make it work but it was a little bit more a little harder maybe it was also like the difficulty i was playing it on too though probably
1: yeah. you i mean obviously you can't beat the final boss with teleporting yeah by itself but Whenever you beat ships by killing all the crew, you get greatly increased rewards. Yes. And so we usually usually I would start with a teleporting strategy and mm-hmm. by the time you're getting to the last sector you have to be geared up to fight. Yeah. So I I enjoy it a lot. It's a ton of fun, especially if you can get a clone bay set up so you yes. can suicide your soldiers.
0: Yeah, and you just like as long as it as long as you got power going to the clone bay, you can just yeah. literally just wave after wave of wave. You know, yeah, a, yes, you you know can, military guy. Ideally, attackers. you would get
1: like mantis guys or you would get the uh, the oxygen sucking guys,
0: whatever their names are. I don't remember what they're called either. I I don't I don't know if I unlocked them or not. You have I think to I did, unlock probably. their ship
1: through like a special quest
0: because i don't know if i remember unlocking them or not but i think i remember i remember finding finding out about them but i don't think i ever i got to the point where i unlocked which makes me kind of want to go back and play it again a little bit
1: so here's the thing with the we've mentioned unlocking ships and stuff and there's two like layers to it like uh every ship is unlocked through doing some type of special event or quest. You start with the Kestrel, which is the like starting ship.
0: Looks like the the fire it looks like a Firefly class ship from type
1: ship. And so each ship has two alternate layouts that you can unlock by doing achievements with that ship. Mm -hmm. And then the other ships in the arsenal you unlock by doing things. One of them is like a United Federation ship you get just for beating the game. Mm -hmm. But the other ones are all quests. And so, like, to get, like, I'm trying to remember one, I think to get the Mantis ship, you have to, like, encounter a Mantis criminal in one particular type of sector, and you help him out, and he gives you a quest, and you have to follow it up by running into, like, another ship and doing another thing. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, uh, it's usually two or three-layer quests, and there's a lot of luck in getting to all the places in time.
0: Yeah, there is. And I've noticed that like whenever I was playing it like that, trying to get those specific things, it was a little infuriating sometimes to say the least. Um, and I definitely rage quit more than once to try to, because there were certain points where it's just like, if you find just the right, because you got a lot of times, like you say, it's you have to find that that you have to go to that specific place within that sector. And a lot of times it's random and
1: then you have to hope that yeah. the follow-up quest is in a part of the sector you can get to without the Rebel Fleet destroying
0: Exactly. It. And so maybe it's like, say, it's in, you're in the third solar system by that point, and you're just like, you try to get to that thing, and you can't make it, and you're like, son of a bitch. And you're like, <laughs> that was the whole point of me trying to do this. And so a lot of times, it was literally just me playing through there and randomly finding it sometime, mm-hmm. and like, I guess I'm going after this now. I, don't know, know, the, I think the
1: slug one was the hardest one for me to get. I don't know
0: if I ever did that one.
1: I can't remember what exactly it was, but I remember the slug quest being particularly brutal.
0: I know some of them. Well, that's the, thing, that's the fun thing about it, you know. It's like you—they made some of these that are that were hard enough to try and make you, you know. Kind of, you know, ring your hand, ring your hands through your hair a little bit, and just like, shake your fists at, at the gods a little bit. Yeah. And like, so it was, simple, it was good. It was
1: like the ingi ship is really easy. Yeah. You just have to like, you get a random event, you just have to decide like not to destroy them, and they're like, oh, you're an enlightened person. And yeah. If you if you go to their homeworld sector, they're like, here is a ship, and it's like, oh, great.
0: Wow, that was way That's easier. Not
1: too, not too hard.
0: Way easier than I thought it was. So obviously. You know, we both you know extensively played it and whatnot. So, what did you, what did you think of it as as a whole uh, after playing it for you know several hours? I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, it's a really great game. I really like the roguelike
0: you know storytelling aspects of mm-hmm. it, where you're playing through
1: and you're making decisions yeah. and things happen. I really like the strategic gameplay and mm-hmm. being able to pause and think, and it not being like a button mashing type fighting sim. Yeah um the random elements can be really punishing sometimes <laughs> it can be it's hard to strike the balance between taking enough risk to get big good benefits mm-hmm. and you know just getting your ass kicked by the
0: game and i totally i totally yeah. agree with that and it, that's one of those things is i kind of stepping my toe into it and kind of like learning more and more from it as I, as I kind of went into it and eventually just calling it quits. I definitely truly enjoyed that, that tabletop feel I have, that I had set up. And like you said, kind of being able to think ahead of time, like, Hey, you know, I need to do X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. and to get to my end goal and to beat, you know, the big bang, the big bad guy. But like you said, that was probably the most infuriating thing about it is the, the randomness in it but then again that's also a lot of what makes you know tabletop games fun some of these ones because a lot of times it's a roll of the dice of what you encounter essentially right
1: yeah and that's the appeal of a roguelike like game and so I, I don't know
0: <laughs> It's they're good and they're bad because it's much like with like buying of Isaac yeah. it's like you know even though I'm going to whatever the minute you fall into you know whatever floor you're going to it's already preset as you go, like, what's going to happen in each room that you go yeah. there. and But the thing is, it's like you don't know, and you have to kind of adapt to it a little bit. And you don't know, like, what weapon yeah. you're going to get once you go into the treasure room.
1: And I guess what I would say with this game compared to other roguelikes, like you said, like Binding of Isaac, I don't think it's quite as replayable. No. I enjoyed playing it. I, I unlocked all the ships. I did most of the achievements. And mm-hmm. then at some point, you're like, okay, I've kind of seen everything now. Yeah. Like there's only so many weapons, there's only so much there, and at some point it just kind of starts to get repetitive. And that happens faster than something like the Bonnie of Isaac, which has hundreds of items, mm-hmm. and some of them like frankly break the game in different ways. Yeah. This is more of a self-contained, consistent type of game. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's there's a half a dozen different types of beam weapons, there's several different bombs. Yeah. There's only so many builds you can do. It's great for 20, 30 hours of gameplay.
0: It's much fun. Yeah. I think it's about what I played it for. It was probably about 20, 25 hours, maybe. It's
1: not going to eat like a whole year of gameplay, like something like buying and No. On.
0: No, no, definitely not. But like I said, that's. But obviously, it was good enough that um, it won several awards, from what I've gathered, um, especially the, the sound, the, the musical. I was say,
1: the music has this really nice, like.
0: Kind of it's ethereal. Like
1: a, it's like a MIDI type thing. It's like old school gaming
0: kind simple, of like I, I would call it almost like uh 8-bit or 16 i would go almost 16-bit probably yeah. with its kind of like orchestral um sound it's very it's very like ding ding ding, and like it's like really simple it's things good. it's the, it's good the stuff music,
1: the music makes
0: it i, I i'm severely <laughs> underrating it at this point just if you want to hear like i remember there's been, definitely been some times where i like I pulled up pulled up the soundtrack to it and just sat there and, did, and listened to it while I'm like doing something else mm-hmm. on the computer because it's so like mytholic, meth- methodical and like just you know melodic and it just mm-hmm. it's like okay I can I can get into this a little bit but yeah it was definitely one of those things I that think that, that's what it made it, get, it won a lot of awards for from what I remember reading was its uh, uh, its uh, musical uh, accompaniment but it also got really close to. Uh, winning several awards when it first came out about like, you know, being ro- like roguelite of the year or whatever it was, but it never really got all the way uh, to the end, unfortunately, from what I've gathered. Yeah. I didn't put a whole lot of that into in the, the thing, but what I, what I did gather is that people have enjoyed it so much that a lot of people actually uh, stick it up there with binding of Isaac to say that it's when it came out It's it's one of those games that kind of set the forefront for roguelite games to say hey this oh. is kind of a pattern of what you want to go for and or this is kind of what you want to look for in a roguelike or a tabletop type game yeah. on the on the pc so yeah,
1: i would highly recommend it it's a great game yeah like i said i think the pc version plays great yep if i was going to pick it up now and i had like a large tablet i think like a. Like an Amazon Fire tablet or an iPad. Doesn't
0: take a lot, yeah.
1: It doesn't it's not like a big memory hog or anything, but I think a tablet would be a great way to play it, you know, while you're out and about sitting in the airport or whatever. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a good, busy it's a good, busy game.
0: It definitely is. And like I said, you can you can keep it a nice it. light gaming experience. Yep. And I would highly recommend even if you're like not into gaming as much, it's very nice and like just a nice time sink for a little while yeah, And you can live out
1: some of your star trek fantasies that that's time.
0: right hopefully you're not a red shirt <laughs> maybe you're a james <laughs> tiberius kirk possibly not a not a captain spock who knows you can't be
1: Picard though yeah <laughs> don't, don't try and shoot that
0: high <laughs> wow wow it's okay i i'm more of a next generation kind of guy myself honestly so pfg is where it's at that's mm-hmm. right <laughs> wow, we kind of went off the rails, of it. but anyways, James, I just want to say thanks for coming by today, um guys. I just want to also say, unfortunately, you know it's uh, it's been a great run though. I think we're gonna end the podcast forever now, and just in you know, anyways, I think it's that's that's the one announcement I wanted to make. But also, April Fools, guys, sorry. <laughs> this that's when, this, when we're recording this. That's my dumb April Fools joke for today, <laughs> James. James, for about five seconds, James was just like. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> next week, guys,
1: we have a really special game lined up for you. It's uh, Tales of Equestria, the Pony Olympics. Hell yeah. My Little Pony and the other Hell princesses, yeah. they're going to be facing off against the <laughs> Sign Principians in the great games.
0: So. You didn't even try. You were just like, <laughs> I'm going to make the most randomly ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Nobody is going to believe that we're going to do My Little Pony. Princesses, you know, friendship is magic. Brody's for life, man. We may not be friends no, anymore. No, 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 I, I can't even do that with this great face. Anyways, hey, different strokes for different folks, guys. Enjoy what you like. But, anyways, um,. Anyways, I just want to thank everybody for coming by and enjoying the podcast. Like I said, if you guys are enjoying what we're talking about, if you like stuff like FTL, um, uh, you know, Raft that we just came out with, or and we also did uh, just did Settlers of Catan with our, our buddies over at uh, Not Your Father's Movies, if you like this kind of stuff, let us know. That I know game, that
1: game seriously
0: destroys relationships. So we're going to try it. Jesse really <laughs> wants to get together with you and talk about some games because he's a huge, so he does a lot of his, his job is uh, computer stuff too. And so he sits in front of a computer all day and he goes, I play a lot of game, a lot of board games, a lot of strategy games, so board games. So he really wants to pick your brand. I go, well, I think I might have a, a guy for you. That's That'll also a like that. super into, into board games too. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, that might be future stuff. But anyways, guys, if you liked what you're listening to, let us know, um, what you like, what you don't like, you know. If we're doing a crap job, if you think James and I are also awful people and we're and we're we're bringing about the you know the next apocalypse, just let us know and we can hopefully amend some things and maybe redeem ourselves a little bit. I don't know how we're doing that, but make sure
1: to include your shipping address so we can send you a suitable response. <laughs>
0: Just, just a giant, like a giant Ouija board, a, like a you know thing of blood, and we're just like, yes, summon the dark one. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just talking out my ass, anyways. Um, but if you like this kind of stuff, just let us know because we can augment whatever we're doing here to let you guys have a better, a more fun and an enjoyable experience um also remember if you guys could do us a solid favor uh rate and review any of the shows you listen to let us know if you like them you know that's the, that's a huge thing the algor- algorithm the algorithm gods they demand a sacrifice and all they need is up up, up thumbs or down thumbs it's all do i need good ratings
1: but even bad ratings help so that's that
0: is true they tell us whether or not you know we're we're, we're good boys or bad boys you know <laughs> But hey, bad boys for life too, James. Hey, start a fight in the comment section. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, again, thanks for stopping by, and hopefully we'll see you guys next week with another wonderful Pointless Conversation. So, all right, James, talk to you later, man. Talk to you later. All right, bye, guys. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.